0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Crypto News Podcast. We're buzzing as always. And while I'm recording tonight, my lovely guest is a whopping 16 hours ahead of me. Always a little trippy when I'm recording at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And my guest, it's 9 a.m. for him. Absolute banana land. And I'm super pumped to have this guy on. Today we have Dr. Mark Van Chemenem, the digital speaker, also known as the digital speaker. He's a leading future tech strategist who thinks about how tech changes organizations, society, and the metaverse. Mark is an international keynote speaker, four times author, craziness, congrats on that, and entrepreneur, and he founded Dataflog and the author of the book on the metaverse, Step Into the Metaverse, How the Immersive Internet Will Unlock a Trillion Dollar Social Economy. Mark has also done much more and we will get into that However, without further ado, I'm very pumped to have Dr. Mark Van Riminen on the Crypto News Podcast. Mark, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Matt. It's great to be here. And yeah, it's always a bit crazy uh, dialing in from the future. It's already the next day here, so it's always uh, it, it still blows my mind how that works.
0: <laughs> Trippy. It's it, it always trips me out, and and truly a treat to have you on. You and I before the show, we were talking a little bit about GPT three. I think we're both full on addicts here, and I know it, it's very. Sort of cliche for the tech bros, if you will, to be you know drooling and and having so much fun with GPT three and more specifically the new chatbot that came out. But man, what a what a fun week it's been! Like how how much fun have you had playing around with this thing?
1: Oh, I have had so much fun, and I'm working on something really cool that I can't share too much about it uh, yet. But it's uh, you know, Chat GPT is just insane. I think it's it's. I've been playing around for a couple of days non-stop. Um, I think it, it, it achieved one million users in like five days or so, uh, which which shows um, how insane uh, it is. It, it's fantastic technology. You can have, you know, ask questions and get detailed answers. Um, I, I've seen posts on, on, on LinkedIn. People say this is the end of Google. Um, this is the end of of, of of Stack Overflow. This is the end of you know any other t- t- platform. Um, and and this is based on I think GPT three or even I think maybe 3.5 i read somewhere um, and this hasn't even you know uh, gpt 4 hasn't even arrived which they expect in the next couple of months um so yeah it's if you haven't checked out uh, chat gpt um uh, please do so because it's absolutely insane what you can do the conversations that you can have the 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 answers that you can get back if you ask a question um yeah it's it's it's, aston- it's astonishing
0: any any crypto specific use cases that you've found or at least played around with yet besides besides the obvious like you're a crypto company and you want to do digital ads and you can get, you know, GPT three, the the open AI chatbot to write you a beautiful ad, or if you're a founder and you want a blog post or you want a tweet or a LinkedIn post, so on and so forth. Anything more niche that perhaps you found that that you can tell us? Cause I know you got a bunch of stuff on the back burner that you're working on right now, but is there anything you can tell us that is sort of crypto specific regarding to AI?
1: Um th- I haven't tried it out to be honest. Um, I think I just didn't, didn't have the time um, yet. I've, I've asked a few questions around the metaverse, um, and it's very good at giving the answers on that. Um, also, uh, asked questions about um, uh, uh, sort of uh, you know what's going to happen in, in 10, 20, 30 years from now when it comes to the metaverse. Um, and um, yeah, in my book, I write about uh, brain-computer interfaces, and and it, it pretty much nailed that. Um, so um, uh, how how uh, yeah, Chat Chat GPT three sorry Chat Chat GPT the answers gave back to me in terms of, of of what's going to happen in the next 20 30 years were well, pretty I, I think pretty interesting to, to, to read so um, I haven't you know, specifically played around with you know asking him for financial advice on which crypto to invest in I'm not sure if that will work but uh, yeah, I, yeah I guess everyone can just try it out
0: what about your name that's something that and not your last name but well, your last name is very interesting as well and, and I believe you told me it was Dutch um, before the show it is Dutch correct it is correct yeah awesome awesome and the digital speaker where did that come from?
1: Sure. So I've been doing keynotes for over a decade, um, helping Fortune 500 companies, glo- uh, speaking at you know, global global events. Um, and obviously, when the pandemic hit, uh, my, my calendar just got emptied, um, and which was quite frustrating. <laughs> um, uh, but I, yeah, obviously, I had to reinvent myself. Uh, um, uh, so I thought, yeah, why don't I practice what I preach? So I digitally transformed myself uh, and came up with the brand The Digital Speaker uh, and made myself available to speak as an avatar, as a hologram, uh, or a combination of both, um, and um, that mm-hmm. Was three years ago, and since then um, I've, I've, I've yeah um, uh, explored this uh, this further. Um, I'm currently building a digital twin of myself um, because I really you know I like to not only talk about this kind of stuff but actually also doing this kind of stuff to better understand what the impact of all these new technologies are. Uh, so I'm building a digital twin, and at some point you can have a conversation with me um, that sounds like me, moves like me, talks like me, looks like me, um, and I can just do something else, <laughs> go lie on the beach here in Sydney or so, I'm not sure, uh, well, my, well, I'll set my digital twin to work. Um, so, uh, But that, that's where it, it came from, uh, from the pandemic, uh, uh, reinventing myself, uh, digitally transforming myself, um, and uh, yeah, the digital speaker was born.
0: Absolute craziness, man, oh man. And back in the day when you were moving and grooving and when you were you know, being flown out to these massive events and speaking in front of thousands of people, any sort of non-obvious under the table tips or piece of advice that you'd give on public speaking? And, and I'll, sort of, I'll start, the best one I ever got, I want to say it was from Naval Ravikant and his whole thing was, he gave two tips. He's like, one, pretend you're speaking to yourself in the shower. And again, that is great public speaking, right? When you're really just having a dialogue with yourself. And he said, secondly, look above everyone else. Don't make eye contact with anyone. He said, because then everyone will sort of think that you're looking at them uh, and, and it all just works out. But what tips or pieces of advice do you have for anyone who's public speaking in front of thousands of people?
1: That's interesting because I would disagree with the last one. Because uh, I, I would say that um, I'm, I'm try to pick two or three people in the, in the audience and, and look them into the eyes. Uh, because then I've heard that you one get too, a- yeah. You get a better connection. You get yeah. also better, a better feeling of how people respond to you, to what you are saying, um, and and they feel special because they know they know that you are looking them in the eyes, um, and um, uh, um, so that that's one thing. Um, the other thing is if you are if you have to deliver you know, a, a, key, a keynote for a very large group, or you are not very confident about your speaking, or it's a new speaking um, uh, a, new, a new talk that you need to give, uh, practice it in your in room wherever you are, wherever you are, and pretend as if you are delivering your keynote in front of a thousand people already. Uh, like really imagine yourself that, you, that there's a thousand people sitting in front of you because our brains cannot make the difference between imagination and real. Um, so um, if, they, if you do that three times and then the next day you're actually standing on that stage in front of a thousand people to your brain, it is, oh, I've already done this three times, nothing to worry about. And then it will just work out uh, uh, smoothly.
0: And that works for you. It's like you know no weird exercises, no like Wolf of Wall Street, you know no. hymns or anything. just <laughs> no, just no. get in the zone and, and boom, that's it.
1: Just get in the zone just, uh, just in front of, uh, of, of uh, getting on stage, if you're breathing as exercises, um, um, and then off you go. And then uh, yeah, finding your bearings in the first minute, and then uh, just you know uh, deliver an awesome uh, awesome keynote. And you know, in the end, delivering keynotes is just entertainment. You know, you are an entertainer. Uh, you're entertaining people, uh, but you're trying to entertain in a way that you know um, um, gives them some insights. Um, and yeah, I, I love doing it. Um, I'm very glad that the pandemic, is over from that perspective, uh, uh, gives me out to, to to fly again. I've been to some you know great locations already this year, and it's just fantastic to do. It's a it's a wonderful job. It's very privileged job to to have.
0: Another thing that I'm so interested in is sort of the trajectory between. Almost starting out and speaking for free and then literally being a keynote speaker and getting paid thousands of dollars. You hear these stories all the time where, you know, ex political figures or ex Fortune 500 CEOs are getting paid a pretty large five figure sum, sometimes six figs to literally speak for an hour, sometimes, you know, five figs for a 25, 30 minute keynote. Like, walk me through your trajectory from most likely speaking for free to, you know, getting paid a shit ton of money to speak. That must have been a pretty cool, you know, roadmap.
1: Yeah, well, it, it, whenever you know, they fly me over, it's still an amazing experience. So, um, and, and, you know, that that's always, uh, yeah, I always really, really enjoy it. But it's quite funny how it started because I started uh, about a decade ago. Um, and I, at that time, I was starting a new company, um, uh, which was the predecessor of, of what's now called Dataflog. Um, and um, it was a platform around big data because I thought uh, big data is going to be hot. So this was 2012. Um, so, uh, but I didn't really have, have much understanding of big data myself. So I thought, well, I'm going to you know, teach myself Uh, learn, uh, write about it and publish it online. Um, and uh, I was living in the Netherlands at the time, and within a month and a half I was asked to be a keynote speaker at a, at, a, at an event, uh, I mean being the expert on big data, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, I, <laughs> um, and then… Um,
0: You've been working on this for six weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really pretty insane, yeah. And yeah, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, as they say, um, It's a saying in Dutch. Um, and, um, um, and then I thought, oh, well, I might as well ask money for it. Um, so uh, I straight up asked money for my first keynote, and they said yes. Um, and I never looked back. <laughs> and um, uh, since then, of course, um, yeah, my, my figure has 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 expanded. Um, and you yeah, know, but what people often forget is that uh, people think, well oh, you get five, six figure fee for for thirty minutes, sixty minutes talk." But that's not really it, you know. Um, it's it's what the work that you've done for the past decade yeah. uh, to get to Years that stage. Of practice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's uh, yeah. It, it, that's that's what 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 what's the value in there you know um, i i spend weeks without getting paid you know um and then you know uh, having a keynote um, uh, it makes up for that so it's 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 i think that's that's really important to be aware of that you know people see those 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 figures but then forget you know all the hard work uh, that's done all the research all the all the things all the investments that you make um also the, the travel it, it takes you know especially from australia i've fly to to europe or america it, take, it takes me 3 to 5 days um so uh, you know that's all all things that, that needs to be incorporated. Um, so people think often, oh, that's a ridiculous amount of money for half an hour. Yes, it is a lot of money for half an hour, but yeah, there's so much you know happening on, on the back uh, to make that happen.
0: Well said. What are the biggest differences, the non-obvious ones, between you know doing a Zoom keynote or, or doing an in-person keynote? Is there any different prep? Is there any, you know, again, I'm, t- I'm talking non-obvious stuff. Obviously, everyone would be like, you know, good lighting, good audio, make sure you look good. Um, the whole nine yards, but is there anything that you wish you knew three years ago when you started doing all the virtual keynotes?
1: No, well, I, I, I think my my, my challenge with, with uh, virtual keynotes is that I, I I you don't have that connection um, that you can have with an in person keynote, um, uh, which which I think is definitely one of the reasons why I hope that you know events in the metaverse or so-called digital events uh, will be much much better because then you can have at least have a, a, a two way connection where yeah, you can just like in the real world you can look people in, in, into the eyes and you can understand what people think about what, whenever you're talking. Um, and if I do a Zoom or Teams call. I, I just see my screen. You know, I don't see the other audience. I have no idea um how they respond. Um and that's I think very annoying.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And like everyone's on mute as well. So you literally like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You crack a joke, like you don't even know if anyone's laughing.
1: No, you have no idea. <laughs> which is which is quite frustrating. And then you just okay, you assume that people are laughing and you just continue on.
0: Yeah, it is. It's true. It's very robotic. Not a lot of uh not a lot of emotional pull in there. No. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Mark, you are huge on the metaverse. You really went all In, a couple of years ago, and your most recent book, Step Into the Metaverse, which we'll get into later on. But what, like, what tickled your fancy so much about the metaverse? Why did you decide to go All In? Like, and, and why the metaverse in particular? Because a lot of people in blockchain and crypto do a whole lot of things, right? Yes, you, know, you have founders who just sort of hone in and specialize on one niche aspect of the industry. You chose the metaverse. Why is that? Why do you love it so much?
1: Well, I think because the metaverse is really the convergence of different technologies that I've been involved in over the past decade. You know, um, it's big data, it's blockchain, it's AI, um, it's it's VR, it's AR. It's, it really brings everything together, um, and I think that is what what I think is really really interesting. Um, uh, uh, and it's it's also uh, for for me um, uh, the metaverse. It, the metaverse is not Web three. The metaverse is not you know gaming. The metaverse is not virtual reality. Uh, it can be. All of them all of them together but it's it's not them individually and I think that's a, a very important distinction um, and the metaverse it, it is in my opinion just the next iteration of the internet yeah, we had the, the first you know the the, the, the read only web then we had the 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 social web we had the mobile web and the metaverse is the immersive web where we move from uh, you know uh, uh, if you want to go uh, on the on the internet you have to make you know an, an effort you have to grab your phone you have to grab your computer or your tablet uh, to an internet that is there, where you are, where we are embedded in the internet, where the internet is as pervasive as the air we breathe, um, and I think that distinction, where you move from going on the internet to being in the internet, um, is, is I think, fascinating because it offers a whole lot of new opportunities. Um, and and with that, we move from a two D internet, what we have today, to a three D internet. And and we humans, we are we are made for three D. We're not made for two D. Um, so um, from that perspective, it's a, it's a much better fit for us humans. To have a 3D internet, um, where we can just, you know, um, be connected with the internet all the time. Um, and and have conversations as if we have them in real life, and so that 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 I think is just absolutely fascinating. And just you know whatever can happen in the next ten, fifteen, twenty years um, will completely change our society, like like redefine our society. Uh, so I think everyone who says that the metaverse is a fad because they see um, I don't know uh, crazy crazy monkeys being sold for way too much money, or, or they see um, you know, all the scams with NFTs, all the scams with ICOs, or the scams with with you know that we've seen happening in the past couple of weeks, um, I'm, I think. You know, that is too short-sighted. You know, it's the same thing as as people who said that the internet was a fad 25 years ago. Um, It wasn't, but it just takes time. Um, And I think, you know, what what the Metaverse promises us in the next 10, 15 years is absolutely mind-blowing. And I'm super, super excited about that.
0: You had such a good line there. Being in the internet versus being on the internet. That's gold. I've never heard that before. Is that a Mark original or do you snag that from someone?
1: No, no, that's a Mark Mark original, yeah.
0: Really good, and it's it's so true as well. Like you don't really think about it, but that's exactly what it is. The metaverse is really you being in in the game, right in the arena. Everyone talks about you know life's a game. You have to decide what kind of character you are, what kind of characters you engage with, what level you play on, how hard you want to make it, what rewards you get. Do you want to win it all? Blah blah blah. But like that's the metaverse. That's it. You're literally in the internet. Yeah. When did you yeah, when yeah. did you yeah. coin that? Like I, I I want to know more about this line. I love it. <laughs>
1: I think I coined it a couple of weeks ago um, when I first uh, um, uh, when I just sort of described that we're moving into an era where the the the, the, uh, the internet is as pervasive as the air we breathe. Um, and I don't, I don't even think it's in my book. This this, this line, but it's um, it, that's when I thought, well, we actually be moving from from making a conscious effort to go on the internet by grabbing your phone to look something up, you know, uh, to just being in there um and should be always connected with the internet um and i think yeah uh, the potential that it offers you know if if we look only back at, at at 2008 when the first iphone actually the second iphone came out um with with the app store um the iphone 3g um, um from that moment uh, people started creating apps you might remember uh, you know they had apps of uh, drinking beer with your with your with your iphone you know where you could you, you saw the, the glass empty you could play the flute on on your on your iphone you know those kind of things um which were totally fun, and also totally ridiculous, if you think about it. Um, But that was 2008. Fast forward 15 years, and we have apps that can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, um, and I think that the same thing is, is what's going to happen with the metaverse. You know, uh, we have this, you know, very um, 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 uh, 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 low polygon, pixelated uh, uh, we have virtual world that not, not much is happening. Not many people are there. Um, 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 and people think that is the metaverse. That is not the metaverse. That's the first apps that are being developed. Well, we are trying to figure out as humans what the metaverse Means to us how we can use the metaverse, what on earth this, this technology is. Um, and at the same time, it's very early days because the hardware is not there. The software is not there. Uh, just like in 2008 when the first iPhone 3G came out. The iPhone 3G is nothing compared to this iPhone 14 Pro that I have here. Um, and yeah, I think that we should, we look, we should look at the metaverse from that perspective because the same trajectory will happen. Only it will happen a lot faster.
0: Very well said. Folks, we're gonna keep and mark, we're gonna keep buzzing on the metaverse, but we gotta give a huge shout out to our sponsor to the show. I'm gonna take a quick break. That is Prime XPT. I've been using Prime XPT for a hot minute as they offer a robust trading system for both beginners and professional traders. Doesn't matter if you're a rookie or a vet, you can easily design and customize your layouts and widgets to best fit your trading style. Prime XPT is also running an exclusive promo for listeners of the Crypto News Podcast. Use the promo code cryptonews 50 That's Crypto News50. To take advantage of this offer and receive 50% of your deposit credited to your trading account. Again, that is Crypto News50, all one word, to receive 50% of your deposit credited to your trading account. Now back to the show with Mark. One of the things that you talk about a lot which i absolutely love is the need for an open metaverse this is paramount to the metaverse and the metaverse is actually being usable this is paramount for user experience for governance for just about any insert trendy word you want to throw into the sentence it has to happen but it's not easy and i wouldn't say it's looking too hot right now i feel like it's going to be the same as anything else in life there's going to be it's going to be centralized and there's going to be a couple of like entities that run the show and own everything. Um, but I'm not the expert in this. You are, Mark. Why do we need an open metaverse?
1: Well, because we pretty scre- pretty much screwed up Web two, um, and uh, you know we 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 ended up in a in a in an in internet which is owned and controlled by a few big tech companies, um, and um, they have complete control over our digital lives. If they don't like you, they delete you. Um, and, you know, uh, we, we can see it happening with, with Twitter at the moment with Musk. Uh, you know, um, uh, you have, he's completely turning it around. Not not so much for the better, I think. Um, and um, uh, I think that is. Um, um, that's very problematic, you know, uh, that a few people control our digital lives with, you know, whatever they, they are building. And now imagine in the metaverse, the amount of data that we collect will go a hundred, a thousand times more than the data that we're collecting today. That data in itself will also be a lot more private, a lot more personal, a lot more intimate than the data that it is today. You, your email is very personal. Google knows all about it, reads all about it, um, has a complete understanding uh, of what, what your life is about. Uh, uh, but, the moment we are connecting the metaverse where we you know um, at some point creating, connecting our biometrics to control our avatars or to verify our avatars uh, where we um, um 10, 15 years down the line where we connect our brains to the internet uh, which uh, neuralink is working hard on um and other companies as well that's extremely personal intimate and private data i don't want that data to be in the hands of the Zuckerbergs of this world um and yeah you know, Zuckerberg is not to be trusted. I mean, the other day I was reading a, a, an article that it, it stated that, you know, in the US, um, um, people who, who file or use uh, several platforms to file the taxes, their tax file information is being sent to Facebook to feed and to train their advertising. So of course it to is. Me that, of course it is. Yeah, but it, to me I, I know it is, but that's insane, you know? We should not want that. Um and you know with especially with more data being collected and created in the metaverse, we should have full control over our own data, over our own digital asset and over our own identity. You know, especially for generation Z and those born after 95, generation alpha, those born after 2010, for many if not all, their digital identity is as if not more important than their physical identity. Now let that sink in a little bit because that's crazy. Um, you know, that your your digital identity is as important or more important than your physical identity. Uh, if your if that's the case. You want to have full control over your digital identity uh, uh, because if you don't, you know, uh, uh, if if you do something that 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 big tech doesn't like, uh, you can lose your digital identity. Um, and I think that I think that's problematic. Of course, with a fully decentralized identity, a fully decentralized system, there are its own problems. But I think um, in the end, um, um, we should have the control over our own data. We should not be dependent on others.
0: Again, bang on. That's is that going to happen though? Like. Do you really think that's going to happen? I personally, I try to be an optimist, but if I put the realist goggles on, I just can't see it happening, Mark. I just can't see it. I feel like it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be meta or if it's going to be some, you know, Animoca brands. And there's another thing too. All the crypto companies who say they're building a decentralized, fully open metaverse I don't know if that's going to be the case. It it would just make so much more sense from a profitability standpoint to keep things closed and have total control. And it's like anything else in life, the the classic tale of becoming wealthy. Everyone's like, oh, if I make 50 mil, I'm going to wrap it up, you know, golf. Like me, if I'm like, oh, if I make 50 mil, I'm going to, you know, make sure that my family and, and their family and their families are set for life. I'll, you know, be smart with my money, but I'm going to golf every day. I'm going to be a stick. I'm going to be a scratch golfer. I'm going to have a blast, you know, travel the world, blah, blah, blah. I say that, but if, when, hopefully, when I get to that point, I'm probably going to keep working. Because once you taste a little bit of power and money, you want more of it. It's going to be the exact same with the metaverse. If there's one entity that has first to market mover advantage and somehow breaks the floodgates open and users by the millions start being onboarded every day, I just can't see them doing the right thing and being like, we're going to open it up and let everyone you know, come and have a seat at the table. It just, it just makes sense to close the doors and to run the show. I can't see it happening i don't mean to be a dick and, and a and a, and a no, you're not, but um, you know
1: because I mean, i'm an optimist as well but i tend to agree with you um and um i think that 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 really worries me because we we we, we should not move into that direction um because you know it's it's um yes you will have a few big tech companies who become extraordinarily rich like even more rich than big tech companies are today because we'll have a hundred or a thousand times more data than today. Um, so um, that will, you know, from an inequality perspective, will only grow uh, like uh, 10 to 100 fold. Uh, however, um, I think we should not Want that direction because I think, you know, as I write in my book, you know, if we have a more open economy, that will deliver trillions of dollars for you know the, the global society. So, as as companies, as as individuals, we should have a more long-term stakeholder approach instead of a short-term shareholder approach. Now, that is extremely difficult because, as you rightly say, you, you if you have if your company is valued 15 million, you want to continue b- b- building and hopefully send it sell it for a billion dollars. Um, And then you know, big tech is 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 eating up all these startups, and you know that they give a fat paycheck to the to the startup founders. They love it, but in the meantime, big tech gets gets bigger. So we have all these 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 these, these, these wrong incentives. At the same time, I think another problem is that the general public is not educated enough. Um, um, You know, we are all digital. Natives, but we're not necessarily digitally literate, so we don 't know really how to understand uh, and how to behave in the digital world and what the consequences are for our actions um, you know, it's, and big tech really made use of that because they you know, created all these fantastic technologies, made a really seamless experience, um, and made it free you know so everyone was hooked immediately uh, and as a consequence, we sort of sleepwalked into a, a sort of a corporate or state surveillance society that we have today. Now, if we want to change that, what we need is we need education. We need to educate the general public, we need to educate the next generation to, to change their perspective so that they understand that they can actually vote with their data. Um, because if we understand that we can vote with our data, then we can make a difference. And then we can say, okay, we don't want Mr. Zuckerberg to control our lives, so let's not use Mr. Zuckerberg's uh, technology and we move somewhere else. Uh, but that's extremely hard, especially because you know the decentralized exchanges, the, the decentralized world um, doesn't really is eas- isn't really very easy to use. You know, if you want to buy an NFT. If you want to drop the NFT in a DeFi protocol or to, to to get a loan to to build a business, that's very hard work at the moment. Yeah, and 90 percent, 99 percent of the people are scared of, of of venturing into that because the risk of losing your money is really really big if you do the the, the wrong thing, which is very easy to do. So uh, we have several problems here. We have the the problem that startup founders are being offered fat paychecks for big tech um, and often find it hard to say no to that. Uh, We have uh, the second problem is that startup founders who are building really cool technology often think very short-term shareholder perspective because they are being driven by VCs who want their money back Um, and often don't really think about the consequences of whatever they're building. Um, uh, The third problem is that we have the general public, which is not very well educated. And I can't blame the general public on that because the technology is moving crazy. Easy, fast at the moment, so it's very difficult to keep up. Uh, but together, these three problems, and the fourth problem is because it's very hard at the moment in the metaverse in a decentralized decentralized world to build anything. So what will probably happen is the same thing as happened in Web One back in the days when it was very hard to spin up a website, to build an app, to to do whatever thing. You, know, you had these. Companies who thought, well, we'll make this very, very easy for you, and you know, we, give it, we create a Siemens experience, we give it away for free, and as a consequence, we have big tech that we have today. The same thing will happen in the metaverse. Well, we have companies who make it very, very easy: Epic, Nvidia, Unity, to build uh, uh, decentralized, uh, or sorry, uh, to build um, uh, immersive uh, experiences. Um, uh, we'll have probably other uh, platforms who make it easy to, to build all, all kinds of other technologies for the metaverse, and as a consequence, you know, they will be the new big tech. So we have four problems that 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 limit our chances to 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 success of an open metaverse however that doesn't mean we should try our best to ensure an open metaverse because i believe that if we don't end up in an open metaverse we'll end up in a pretty dystopian future um, so uh, yes we have all these this, all this headwind, but we really should do whatever it takes to try to achieve that open metaverse. And that was also the objective of my book um, a Step Into the Metaverse to, to, to do that. That's why I founded a research institute called the Digital Futures Institute to ensure a thriving uh, a digital future for both business and society um, uh, because we, we we really need to and we only have, you know, as I quoted Eminem in my book, we have one shot, one opportunity, you know, and we we should take take would we ta- are we going to take this opportunity to, to do it differently or are we not? Um, and I think that's the big question.
0: Tell me more about your fourth book and it is called Step Into the metaverse. It's a book about an open metaverse. And to gather, you know, the appropriate data and opinions for this book, you did a hundred interviews with some of the biggest stakeholders in crypto blockchain, metaverse more specifically. You also turned these into a podcast. Pretty, pretty smart, if I must say, because now you're you're just creating a friggin' content machine. Like it's not bad. Yeah, you know, and also a little, you know, maybe I should wakey wakey and do the same. I got 185 episodes. <laughs> like there's a lot, of, a lot of gold in there, so thanks for the motivation. Um, but tell me more about the book and what it's all about.
1: Sure, so, so, so the, the book is really about what is the metaverse and, and, and how can we create an open metaverse. It's, it's, so it's meant as a blueprint for an open metaverse. Um, and as I said, I did 100 interviews with the stakeholders, uh, uh building the metaverse. Um, um, I did another 150 surveys, um, uh, with other people because I couldn't do 250 interviews. It was a bit too much. Um, and, um, uh, I mean, that really helped me get a really deep understanding of how can we create this open metaverse? What is required to build an open metaverse? What if we have an open metaverse? How will this impact organizations? How will that impact enterprises? Um, how will that imp- impact the public sector? How can we use the metaverse for training for education for entertainment for sports um, um, how what are the economics of the metaverse? What role do NFTs play? Because they play a really big role together with crypto. Um, but also, I think very importantly, what are the dangers of the metaverse? Because if we understand the dangers of the metaverse, which will be significantly bigger than all the dangers that we have currently on the web, um, it, it helps prepare for that. So it's, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a full book about, you know, if you, if you read it, you have a deep understanding of what the metaverse is, um, uh, how you can apply it as an organization, uh, regardless of the business that you're in, uh, but also what are the different points that you that you need to take into account. As an example, if, you, if, you, if you're trying to build a virtual community, a virtual world, a DAO, um, 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 you really need to think very, very hard about the governance structure that you are going to implement. Uh, because what you're building, you're bu- building basically sort of a society, you know, it's digital, but you're building a society of people that are coming together, a community that interact. And if you don't think about the governance structure, what is allowed, what's not allowed, how do you interact, what, what, what do you do when people don't, don't do the right thing? Um, if you don't think about it in, in advance, it'll become an afterthought. Um, and then we'll end up in the problems, just like the problems that we have at the moment on the web.
0: Mark, you're switched on, man. Well uh, well done here. Look, we, we're getting a little tight for time. Uh, we always do a segment on the show called The Hot Take Factory. I want you, you and I to step in. We put our shit-kicking boots on. Give me some Mark hot takes. can be anything. It doesn't have to be crypto, metaverse, blockchain-related. It can be sports, politics, food geography, space, tech, you name it. Give me a couple of Mark hot takes.
1: But I think my, my, my main hot take is that we are living in exponential times and the world is changing faster than ever before and it's, it's going to change and it's only going to accelerate. So if we don't want to be left behind, if you don't want to uh, uh, miss uh, uh, the bandwagon, which, by the way, has already left and is speeding up, um, um, we really have to uh, make an effort. We have to make a conscious effort to understand how this world is changing, how the digital world is changing, and how can we play a part of that. That applies to individuals, it applies to governments, it applies to startups, it applies to enterprise organizations. Uh, uh, If if we we don't have a deep understanding of all these technologies, of chat GPT, of crypto, of the metaverse, of VR, of internet of things of 3D printing um, of AI etc we are going to be left behind because the world is moving on and if you um, as an organization, in whatever industry you are in, you don't pay attention to these te- technologies, you will be disrupted, and you will be the next block- blockbuster. So um, um, we have to really, um, uh, yeah, educate ourselves um, and to to yeah make sure that we understand what is happening, and we have to do so in ways that 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 apply to our lives, our business, um, so that we can actually relate to it. Uh, I think that is my, my most important message: is you know, try to understand what's happening because the world. It will never be the same, you know?
0: It's moving quick. Mark, well said, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Before you go, can you please let our listeners know where they can find you? Where they can find your new book, step into the metaverse, and where they can find more about the digital speaker online and on socials.
1: Sure. So uh, yeah, you can find me on thedigitalspeaker.com. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter at uh, with the handle at vanrijmenam, um, which is uh, you might want to add that because uh, it's difficult to, to write. Um, uh, and uh, but yeah, if you if you look for my name or the digital speaker, um, uh, um, you, you can quite easily find me I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on Instagram, um, and um, my book is available. On all the big online uh, 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 bookstores, Amazon, um, as well as some uh, offline bookstores. Um, so, yeah, please reach out to me. Happy to, to connect with anyone to discuss um, yeah, these kinds of emerging cutting edge technologies and how they will impact uh, you personally as well as your organization.
0: Mark, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate this. Uh, learned a ton, and, and you're a great speaker. Uh, no shit. Um, but really appreciate it, uh, wishing you all the best and uh, heck, I guess go Netherlands. You guys got a little run in the, in the yes, World Yes, we Cup. do. We,
1: we, we beat the USA, so that's good.
0: <laughs> you guys are looking like a wagon. Like, that could be a, a nice little well, run.
1: Well, it, it could be over tomorrow, uh, this is on, on, on Friday, so it can be over in the, uh, in a heartbeat, but uh, so far it's, it's going going well. But uh, thanks for having me on the show, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Thanks a lot, Mark. Folks, what an episode with Dr. Mark van Gerumenam from the digital speaker and author, four times author in his most recent book, Step Into the Metaverse. As always, I will include the links to absolutely everything in the show notes. What a great episode with Mark, dropping tons of knowledge bombs for us to the listeners. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, keep on growing those bags. Keep on staying healthy, wealthy, and happy. And to the team, love you guys. Thanks again. Bye for now and we'll talk soon.